Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Create Tech. And I am extraordinarily excited today because we actually, i it may not be the first episode we're airing, but this is the first recorded episode where I'm actually talking with a real, in the flesh, creative. Previously, we've been talking to entrepreneurs, we've been talking to business owners, we've been talking to marketing leaders. But today I have Arjun, who is head of creative at Pictory, and we're going to get all into what this is. But I am very excited because the whole point of this podcast and what we've been trying to do is actually talk about this intersection of creativity and technology. And so Arjun, today you are the lucky one where we get to go straight to the source and learn all about what you're thinking, what you're seeing. You've had an extraordinary career in creativity. Um, so Arjun, thanks for being here on Create Tech. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Russ. It's it's great being here. I'm very honored to like be your your first creative and uh, <laughs> first person recording with you. Yeah. So let's get into your background before we get to picturing what you're doing there, which I know is a more recent career move. Um, you you know I did I did my LinkedIn research. I stalked you a little bit. You're like a career creative. You I'm kind of jealous. Like you've done so much cool stuff. So give give us a quick run through of like like how you got into creativity. Um, what's been your focus and then leading into why are you working at a technology company that's in this space now? How did you land there? Great. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when I was younger, I never imagined that I'd do anything in, in a creative field, uh, specifically even in, in design, uh, growing up in high school, I always imagined that I'd get into something like, like, like motorsport engineering, which was <laughs> a, a very early passion of mine. But I, I remember post post uh, high school, I I didn't have you know the inclination to do it as much anymore, and I spent uh, quite a significant amount of time exploring and trying to find myself. And I I do remember like you know going to a bunch of like career counselors, and and I went I went to three specifically, and all three of them told me that I was meant to be in the creative arts, and yeah. and I was like okay, so maybe I I should give this like you know a shot. But I do come from a very eclectic uh, creative family. My my mother was um, a textile designer from NID, uh, which is a very like prestigious uh, design uh, institute here in India. And I have have like like a lot of other artists and and creatives like in the family, aunts, uncles, my siblings as well. And uh, I remember my first foray into design was was probably when I was about fifteen. And this is back in like, uh, you know, uh, in, in the year 2000, where, you know, uh, websites were becoming more accessible online and uh, people were, were being able to like design and create their own, web, like, you know, uh, pages and websites and upload them on the website, uh, on the internet. And I remember learning HTML over uh, summer break uh, that year and came back, you know, being able to apply some of the artistic uh, abilities I had, but now in a digital form. Uh, and I remember like, you know, as, as, as far as I can recall, uh, my journey with, with creativity has always had some like form of marriage with technology. Right. I was lucky enough to, 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 to be able to have access to, to computers at a very young age, like, you know, back in like the late nineties, I remember looking like, you know, playing around with the ZX Sinclair spectrum, which was just like this <laughs> keyboard that you hooked up into <laughs> into an audio uh, tape recorder, and then you have to hook that up into a CRT TV with a joystick, and 
you know, that just like blew my mind that, you know, that, that there was something like this out there. And then uh, as, as I got older, there was, there was, you know, the internet. And then there was suddenly this explosion of like, you know, access to information, you know, that, that, that you, you would only be able to like find if you knew somebody specific in that field, or if you went to a library and had to consume that data. Right. And I've always been like, you know, somebody who's, who's been hungry for information. I love you know, learning and reading, reading about things. And especially if they're in a visual form. And I grew up as like an artist and an illustrator in, you know, and, you know, that I think very closely tied into what I eventually ended up doing uh, in my career. I loved observing things a lot more intricately and maybe like, you know, a bit more creepily than like, like, you know, that some people might imagine. I loved observing <laughs> details. And I think we call understand. that stock. We call that stalking, which is not. No, it, <laughs> I sneak it into the rooms at night and yeah. I watch them. You know, just kidding. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily people. Like, you know, although I do enjoy people watching, it helps a lot with like understanding yeah. what, 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 you know, patterns are like in, in that, in that field. But I loved observing objects and, you know, trying to understand like, you know, lighting and shadows and, and detail uh, and texture, uh, volume. So, you know, all those things like really helped maybe kickstart something in, in my, uh, you know, early brain that probably formed connections that, that led to me. Uh, very intricately understanding why things take the form and function that they do. Yeah. And, and I remember when I eventually did start uh, design in, in college over here in India, uh, I was very lucky, you know, within the first six months of joining university, I landed a job uh, for this startup uh, magazine. It was a, a youth lifestyle magazine here in India. And I got to be, you know, their, their lead art director and uh, I, I also wrote, so I like, uh, like wrote some of their feature articles. And I remember what I was learning at university, I was being able to apply in the real world, you know, at my job. And what I was learning, you know, on the job, I was being yeah. able to apply back into, into university. And uh, that like really opened up like my mind into, in terms of what's possible. And I remember getting a lot of freelancing projects, you know, logos, branding, uh, brochures, menus, things like that. And uh, by the time, you know, I'd like created a, a big enough portfolio of, of work while I was a student, I got the opportunity to go to Newcastle in, uh, in England. Mm -hmm. And I attended um, Northumbria University. That's where I finished my, my bachelor's in graphic design. And of course, now like, I have a know, question the, about this time of your life really quick, because yeah. I got an industrial design degree. My first job was in graphic design. When you look back at this time, and I'm just curious because I feel like it could go one way or another as a creative, were you really great and you did a great job or were you, were you just really naive and didn't know a lot and thought you were doing a great job or were you completely buried like imposter syndrome? Like I'm, I don't even have a degree yet and I'm working on this stuff and I'm doing real projects. Like what was your mindset as a creative in these earlier like developmental years? It was all over the place, Russ. <laughs> I, I, I fluctuated between, uh, you know, high levels of, of confidence to, to like all the way down to like complete imposter syndrome. And, you know, it, it was, uh, it helped having a very supportive family and uh, like, you know, friend uh, envi like in, in environment. And uh, they helped validate and justify what 
what I was trying to do in like, you know, in my own career and, yeah. and as well as in my own education. And uh, it, it, it was always something that I was always very aware that, I, you know, this needs to be a learning experience. So even whether I failed or messed up along the way, I made sure that, that I take notes, you know, and, and, and learn so I could optimize myself and not repeat those mistakes. Sometimes right. I purposely, I purposely did repeat mistakes and, you know, and those iterations of mistakes led to some, some realizations that actually helped. So, mm -hmm. you know, like when I talk to some like, like younger creatives, I tell them, of course, you know, the cliche, don't be afraid to make the mistakes and repeat them a few times because you might find a level of insight or, or, you know, that you idly wouldn't because you're approaching it from, you know, a negative, uh, like, like, you know, mind view where you don't want to repeat the mistake, but sometimes you might have to. And I, and I think like it's, it's ex what most people don't realize, mm -hmm. and we're going to get into the technology side, but like, yeah. I always, you, we have hundreds and hundreds of creatives that come together at design pickle to support our clients from all around the world, 12 plus countries. And I always tell clients and people who are working with creatives, imagine you're an accountant and imagine you go do work. And almost every day, your manager, your boss comes in, tells you what they don't like, tells you how to change it, tells you, tells you why it's wrong. Uh, and it's this emotional onslaught at times. And, you know, and if you're younger or newer, it could be taken very personally because you work and work and work and work. And I think creativity is kind of like a borderline abusive career where yep. you are voluntarily doing work that is very subject to other people's opinions. That's all that it is. At least in accounting or math, it's very binary. Like this is either right or wrong, but in creativity, often it is about the opinion, the feeling, the, the belief. And it is extraordinary that, that this happens. And so I always share this because like, I feel like if you're hiring creatives or working with creatives, you got to have some empathy because they've spent an entire career being bullied and beaten up from, from school, right? Portfolio reviews. And you go in there so nervous with your professor or your grad student who's like, no, 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 da. But you know, we develop resilience. I think there's a whole other conversation on mental health as a creative yep. we can get into. Um, but eventually you start to know what you know. And then I think there's a turning point in which you have humility in what you don't know, but then you can, you can be the expert and you're actually, no, this is, this is the way, this is the path. And I, you know, we never, I never know when that moment is. I still sometimes feel like it's, it's an ever evolving process, but, but, um, but I, I share that because I'm hearing your story and it's like, oh man, like think about this journey. And it's so unique to the creative space. I can't think of any other profession that endures such continual pressure to of like you got to do different you got to do better and it's just mind-blowing i agree like you know there, there is a lot of like scrutiny and a lot of hesitance in in hearing you know some of these opinions because a lot of people come you know especially like people who come from like a business or marketing side uh whether they have the experience or not they they can sometimes try to override or dominate or, you know, the, the conversation when it comes to creativity. And, you know, you, you hit, hit uh, the ball on the head, you know, where, where you said that, you know, like an accountant 
or like a lawyer or whatever they go to work right and and they do what they have to do but it's very objective mm-hmm. you know there's barely any room for any you know uh, lateral subjectivity whereas a creative you know uh, and this is something that that I like keep telling uh, some people about if i go to work like a physical location and and i have to like do some work you know i don't really have the option of leaving the work at the work i go yeah. home with it because because my head is my office yeah yeah yes yeah. so you know like like you know uh, like creatives will have moments you know where you'll wake up at 3 in the morning like oh i i figured it out i've cracked that okay like this is what i have to do you know so yeah like you know we we have uh, have to like you know maybe inform people to be a little little more gentle and uh, have have little more trust you know mm-hmm. but you know a, a track record a proven track record does go go very far <laughs> and you do yeah. have to obviously explain yourself you know uh, even even if you do have a proven proven like track record but yeah you will have those moments where you know that you are right and on some like very uh, you know entered in like dimensional level you know that this is right and but you even if you're not able to explain it you if you, if you believe in it and if you you know come across as as being confident about that decision you can get it across and make uh, others believe in that decision as well well and like i'm going to i'm just going to riff on this cuz i love it i also believe in some cases nobody knows what's right and so the actuality and the, and the process of iteration and feedback and discussions behind closed doors is kind of senseless because it's like, look, let's just get something going and then let's let data, let's let the results inform the next decision and iteratively create rather than waiting and waiting and waiting. And then all of a sudden you launch and it's not right. Well, if you launched in a week, and you know you you have then every other week to improve but if it takes you 6 months to launch well then now you have so much less time in the market to learn and i yeah. and i think this kind of brings us to data and brings us to technology so i love how old school you just made yourself by the way talking about <laughs> the internet cuz i remember that like i remember when when i had to plug in my modem and like you know i would get angry if my mom would pick up the phone and kick exactly. me offline and i was like mom no i'm and i'm in, i'm chatting on this thing called instant messenger like um <laughs> But, you know, we're not going to go too far down history lane. I think it's really, you know, there's to me, there's been obviously computer and digitization. That's the first wave um, a bit before my time as a creative. And then there was accessibility and Internet and information and um, and several variants inside of that. And then and then mobile and applications was kind of the next big one. And I think as a creative, you you've you've you haven't really been faced with a change in tooling, a change in tooling since digital tools came out. Tooling has evolved and it's definitely better. And, you know, Adobe going from a standalone app to the cloud or whatever, we're not talking about that. But like, I think today what we're seeing is the most extraordinary shift in tooling with such pace and such value out of the gates that, that it is it is almost impossible to keep up on it. So before we get into picture, because I definitely want to talk about the tool and what you see and the problem you guys are solving at a macro level, what are you like as a creative, like what are you seeing as far as the way work is getting done? 
That's like a good the question. changes today, like what's happening and from your perspective? That's a good question. Uh, let me start off with a lot of people who, you know, whether they're, they're in the creative, creative uh, like, you know, profession themselves or not, or whether they are tied in, in some way or the other, like especially marketers, uh, you know, they're like, you know, like some of the people come, do come with a very high level of their own creativity, but they're not able to express it, you know, uh, as well as somebody like me who would like have the technical capability of doing so with all these tools. But with this new influx of, of, of tools and applications, uh, you know, the, the person who's been very like hesitant about uh, expressing or, or or taking action on expressing that that level of personal creativity now has the means to do so maybe not to a, a very high high degree uh, as a standard creative person would but right. i think this is finally empowering uh, the average joe to to be able to even like you know enhance and build upon the little smidge of creativity that they have within themselves and not holding back that's what like you know Imagine all the amazing uh, ideas and, and you know uh, possible brands or companies that that just went poof or didn't even see the light of day because somebody like somebody was hesitant or you know they were holding back because they didn't right. have the means to do so. Right. And I think now you're you're going to see that you know just like somebody sitting some like somewhere in a rural village somewhere powered with just a mobile device is going to be able to express themselves and maybe it it hits you know, big and it maybe, uh, you know, creates, uh, you know, a platform where the needs of many are suddenly met. Right. So, or, so feel, or the needs yeah. of, of, of the few, which As also well, yeah. is, 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 you know, a, a, an analogy that just came to my mind is I think about book publishing and self-publishing mm -hmm. and, um, and before the big players like Amazon and others that allow you or I, and, you know, if we have the if we have the content ready, we could be selling books in days and we can sell it to the whole world like we can make it accessible. Prior to that, the creation of ideas into the format of the book and done this was very controlled. It was very limited, only the best and the experts. And then all of a sudden anyone can create it. And, and now with AI, anyone can create the words automatically because there's uh, those yeah. things too. But, but it allowed people to do what they wanted to do. And most self-published books are not national or global bestsellers, but they fit the specific need with super low friction. If I want to publish a book on, you know, the, um, how to make a, how to make a leather bag and create the best how-to book for leather bag making. Yeah. I can do that easily. And I think the same analogy, it's like the ability to create now visually with words and with video and with, and with images is the bar has been lowered. Does that mean everything people are going to create is going to be the next, you know, global brand that sweeps the nation? No, but it does mean, like you said, there's going to be such an influx of new and ideas and the accessibility will be there. And that to me is just super exciting because, yeah. because there's such big populations of professionals who probably feel like I am not a creative, but I have this idea. I want to actually give this to my designer. I want to give this to my marketing team, but I'm like, 
how do I, how do I figure this out? And now you can just be like, boop, 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 type it out. And then <laughs> yeah. probably still work with the professionals, but now people are aligned. Now you're moving faster because you're not trying to figure the things out. Um, and then for the small folks, you know, they could take it as far as they want without needing yeah. so much time and resources. Absolutely. And uh, also, like to your point, you know, you will, you know, at some stage require, uh, you know, to the the services of a, a, a fully fledged creative professional. But what this really helps is, you know, f for me, especially like, you know, uh, like when I first speak to clients and try to assess, uh, you know, what their requirements are and to like formulate uh, a strategy proposal or a creative brief, you know, it's sometimes really hard for them to communicate you know, things uh, across very clearly. And I think this, you know, like uh, like what we're seeing now will finally enable some of those people to be able to come up with, you know, those first draft ideas and like visuals or mood boards or like, you know, uh, a prototype that they could uh, present to uh, like people like us. And then it, it would uh, speed things up so much better and make things a, lo a lot clearer. Because, you know, it's the... Same old thing, you know, where, uh, you know, the client doesn't know what they really want. They're just like, you know, just make it cooler. Uh, add some, <laughs> make it add pop. some pop, make it <laughs> yeah. pop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I just want the logo bigger. You know, you know, all those uh, cliched, uh, you know, interactions that you like normally go through. Now you you will start seeing less of that happen because, you know, that that lag that happened earlier is going to be virtually gone now. So, right. I, so, so, so I, so I do think, you know, we're going to see a huge uh, boom in, in like, you know, things getting done and being launched a lot faster. And like you said, people will be able to like roll things out a lot faster, iterate, experiment, get a real time data driven feedback and be able to optimize and change things with a, a shorter turnaround time, as opposed oh, to what it used to huge. be. You have, you have to wait for a designer to get back for like a week, revisions, reviews. You know, and that just would delay things, you know, and maybe you would miss, miss, uh, you know, the ball and somebody else would like, you know, take over that space and then you just be like driven out of business. So <laughs> I think there's there's going to be a lot of great competition, but, you know, the ones who like really uh, are willing to upskill themselves and accept that this is how it's going to be, accept the technology and, and make it work for you. Like, uh a lot of people have been like, you know, like obviously talking about, oh, this is going to like replace so many jobs. It will to like some certain extent, but you know, the ones who are willing to upskill and apply all of those uh, tools and abilities are going to be super powered. And, like, and here's know, the thing that I always say, yeah. like, cause I'm glad you went here. I was going to go here and then let's jump into picturing, talk about the tool that, yeah. that you're working with. Even if these tools are, you know, they displace Photoshop, they displace all these things. They, they're amazing. Spoiler alert, everybody. It still takes time to use them. So if I am a VP of marketing, I am pretty sure I don't all of a sudden want to become a AI powered graphic designer. I'm still going to find the professional to do this. Yeah. It's still going to take time. It's still going to require process and project management and communication. Maybe what the amount of time is shortened, maybe the cost is less or whatever that, that goes into it. But like, I'm just so sick and tired of this like fear because yeah. at the end of the day, like, like 
like, look, the one person startup is probably able to do and grow, go further without having to make specialist hires. But if you actually want to build a real business, like fundamental 101 business is you don't wear all the hats. So like, yeah. I just feel like it's a kind of ridiculous fear for creatives to be worried about it because I don't know any senior level or like real professional who's not in design, who's all of a sudden like, you know what? I'm so glad Dolly too is here. I could just sit all day and prompt engineer and make illustrations. They don't want to do that. They never want to do that. They, what they want to do is create strategy and hand that off to someone. And if that yeah. someone is using Dolly too and creating concepts and illustrations and refining them, they don't care. And like you said, that creative using these tools is going to look like a superhero because yep. they, and if they do have illustrative design background, they can take those assets, put it on to another level, commercialize it. And it's like, wow, I did 20 concepts in five minutes and I got to the one that we needed. And now I made it better rather than two concepts in two weeks. So it's crazy, the velocity of it. But I'm just like, People stop stressing, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I've been telling everyone. Like, stop worrying about it. it. This is a good thing. And and you know what? I've been waiting for this my entire life. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge sci-fi uh, nut. And, and I've grown up reading all about, you know, AI especially and, and, and robotics. And I've been dreaming of... <laughs> Of this day, like the good, it's the good side, not the like wipe yeah. out humanity version, but the other ones. No, of course not. <laughs> no, it's it's a more utopic, uh, like you know, uh, thing, and not as dystopic. Yeah. All right. So let's yeah. talk about Pictory. Um, personally, I'm, I have not used the tool. I apologize. But if you'd love to give us access, we'd love to check it. But I have yeah. taken a look, and we were reaching out to tools that just looked awesome. And it seems like to me, you guys have taken. Um, just a lot of different parts of AI also in terms of editing and creation. So give me the two minute or less pitch. What is Pictory? And then as a creative, how did you find yourself heading up the creative side of this company? And what does that actually mean for you? Okay. Yeah. So essentially Pictory is uh, an AI powered uh, online uh, app that is helping to democratize uh, video content creation and empower the average Joe or like, you know, or even a, a high level business to be able to quickly churn out uh, content in video form, you know, whether it is uh, articles, scripts, uh, blogs, or, or long form video and turn it into short form video that uh, automatically summarizes and creates captions and finds B-roll and you know uh, and footage that ideally would take so much time for you to do on your own, uh, or have to hire a professional video editor who would take time to get back to you on it, and you would you know miss the time to be able to upload that. Mm -hmm. So we're using some some really great uh, engineering and and some great uh, uh, data-driven insight to further optimize our, uh, our app. And uh, like one thing, like, like, like before I stop uh, speaking more, uh, 
there are some really exciting features and rollouts coming very soon i'm not going to i'm not going to talk very specifically about them same with design pickle that. i'm always in this place where it's like i want to talk about it but i can't but it's yeah. really great <laughs> yeah so so i mean like everyone watch this space there there's some really exciting stuff coming yeah and uh, uh, i like just joined um, pickry about like about three and a half months ago and uh, and and they reached out to me like uh, uh, like before them i was uh, working for uh, this this other company i was consulting for them this other brand called called portal which is uh, india's first uh, uh, smart mirror that was primarily made for, for fitness mm-hmm. so i was doing a lot of their uh, their branding i built out the, their ui ux and did a lot of other like marketing and uh, and advertising work for them and uh, but that was a very but that domain was very specific to to fitness uh, and you know that wasn't a domain that i wanted to like stick around on and you know i'm always looking for something to challenge myself and to you know make myself a little better and uh, i was looking out and and they reached out uh, and i guess they they looked at you know the the path that i take it's a very non linear career path that i've had i've like i've like hopped different industries and fields but video has always been you know something that's that's been there from the very beginning and uh, in terms uh in terms of be, being able to add value to them not as a creative but also having the domain uh, experience and expertise of using apps you know that uh, are for video content creation mm-hmm. like premiere pro final cut pro uh, or even after effects and and even like certain software like like cinema 4d you know so so all of those uh you know experiences of using all these different softwares is helping to inform some new uh, updates to what pictures are uh, like doing and what is about to do as well so um so i love this i mean and i think this is something that a lot of people as as technology and creativity is intersecting to hear that you have a cre- as a creative is actually working with the product team and actually helping influence strategy i think that's a big takeaway for a lot of brands is like like the best way to lo- to really use and, and and enhance what you're doing or what you're building is to make sure you have domain experts on both sides of the spectrum. If you just have engineers building stuff, then of course, you know, you're going to get a very different product. And if you just yep. have creatives or CEOs like myself building stuff, you 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 might go down some windy paths, but it's yep. like how do you find that balance? And I'll just give a shout out because again, I haven't used the app yet, but I was I was sneaking around, and maybe this is unique to you guys. Maybe there are other competitors out there. But what I just like, I kind of did one of these like, holy shit, like this is awesome. It's the (laughs) it's the text based editing capability where you have basically the transcript. And then you can just delete things, and it edits the video accordingly. And I was like. Is that, is that, does that exist? Is that, because that seems so mind numbingly simple and awesome to be able to use. Cause I have been in the weeds of like scrubbing and listening and trying to go and cut it at the right part and da, 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 da. So is that, you know, be honest, is that unique to you guys? Are there other companies that do that or, or what? Cause I'd never seen that before. I do believe that that we were the first. Uh, there might be little, uh, like a small smatter of people trying to trying to emulate and copy us. 
I, I'm not, I'm not going to like take names, but I don't think. Yeah. We don't need to plug other way. companies. I, I might yeah. get them on, I might get them on the show eventually, but not right today. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's I mean, like how plain and simple is that? Like you just can say, Oh, this is where, this is the content that I'm looking for. And this is the content I don't want. And just like a word processor, just d- delete. And then you're there. You're there. Like I was like, this is awesome, especially for marketing content, right? Because mar- like this Absolutely. podcast, like how do we cut this? How do we found the soundbite? We're not trying to create visually stunning cinematic transitions and an emotional, powerful story. Like we're trying to th- convey value. We're trying to relay a message. So why not just read and then go from there inside of it? <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, uh, and now that, you know, you have access to a tool like that, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, why wasn't this always the way? You right. Know, and especially if you're like an independent, uh, like, you know, a content creator or a writer, a journalist or, or a course creator, you wouldn't, uh, you know, approach uh, the production side with the mindset that, that somebody like me would. You would approach it exactly how it is being represented now in our application. Right. And it just makes things so, so easy. And, you know, uh, that quality of life feature is, is so useful, like even to people like me, where, like you said, you know, earlier we'd have to, we'd have to like scrub through and find very specific moments and make sure that the audio and the video matched up. Uh, or let me just, let me just add, what if you didn't film the, the content and you have no yeah. idea what the content is? And you're given yeah. 20 hours of content and you're just saying, do this. Like the amount of time <laughs> to just get context before you even yeah. start the work is immense versus having that. So like, it's, it's great. I'm excited to check it out. It seems like a very, very cool product. Yeah. Yeah. Please do now. And, and do give us your feedback <laughs> <laughs> and like share and review. Um, all right. So let's, <laughs> let's start, let's start bringing this home. I got, I got, I got a, a couple more questions and then a very, my final question will be the hardest hitting one of the whole, of the whole space. Okay. So where, where do you think things are going? Not five, 10 years from now when, you know, we're all enslaved by robots and we're just, <laughs> you know, providing power like the matrix, but where do you think, where do you think things are going in a year? Because we're, you and I are old enough to experience the like frenzy of technological shifts and then things kind of settle out. So what, as a marketer or as an entrepreneur, or as a creative who's listening to this, um, it can kind of be consuming to try to keep up with it, right? There's so much happening. Yes. So how are you thinking about planning for just like a year out? Like what's your strategy in, in the tools you use, in the teams you're building and kind of how you're thinking about it? Um, so that obviously you don't want to be using something that goes out of business in a month or two. Yep. Um, so what do you, what do you see one year from now? You know, June 20, what's the date? 23rd, 2024. Uh, well, th- this is an opinion. I, yes. I'm not saying that, that, that I'd be correct. Of course, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't predict the future, but from personal experience and what I'd imagine as well as a bit of what I'd like, you know, eventually I do see that, you know, there's just going to be this huge integration of, of multiple channels coming together in, in a very uh, compatible way. And, you know, the standard way that we've been interfacing with, with content is going to change. And, you know, you will see new iterations like, you know, like, like big companies like Samsung and Apple approaching a, a completely entirely new form factor 
mm-hmm. of of how we interface with content mm-hmm. and how we communicate and i do believe that there will be some some big players who will dominate the market mm-hmm. but because of how access is now available to everyone you are going to see some of those small players now be be on a level playing field with some of the big wigs i love it I love it. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I think the thinking about how we interact and create content and also the fact that, you know, some of these AI and language models you can run on, on your computer. Like you don't, you don't need the big, big, big support around it. Now to train one, that's a different story. We're not going to get into the technicalities of it. (laughs) Um, yeah. I, and I, and I, and I think that's, what's really exciting right now. And I think that's why I wanted to start this podcast is to create curiosity, to create openness around it. Um, I would say I'm a little more conservative right now in terms of my adoption. I'm kind of like holding back and just sort of tinkering and checking things out. But we all know in the big, like, for example, like the social, the social network boom, like none of the early guys survived. Like it was, they all went out of business and we just now are left with a few. So (laughs) will it be the same outcome or will we just, you know, will it be kind of like as it is today where I have thousands or hundreds or millions of choices of how to create and who I create with. And that will be just the same tomorrow, except here's one verticalized tool for this thing. Here's another, or we'll, you know, Skynet rule it all. And and we have to, and we have to just be forced into one solution. We'll see. Um, Um, I, I hope not. I I do think, you know, that people will uh, like businesses, like, you know, uh, will find their own niche you know, and their own specific target audiences. And, you know, you will have like, uh, like different people from different tribes, you know, and, and it'll just be uh, a mass global, uh, huge tribe of mini tribes and all these different businesses and applications will be serving the needs of the few amongst the many. Right. I love it. I love it. All right. Before our final hard hitting question, Arjun, thank you so much for joining us here today. I know it's thank your you. evening. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you or Pictory? Like, what's the best place for them to go? For for Pictory, please do do, do visit our, our website, of course, Pictory.ai. Then we're also on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, <laughs> and and hopefully some other interesting like platforms coming soon. Uh, <laughs> Me personally, uh, I'm I'm really you know uh, uh, bad at promoting myself, you know, <laughs> which is which is very ironic. I I, I help people promote uh, themselves, but uh, you, you can find me of course on LinkedIn uh, and on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, and on Behance, like those are the are maybe the three platforms that I do anything on. I'm not very regular in posting it, it like, you know, things about, about myself or my AI work. generative content can change that soon. Soon you'll have armies yeah. of robots posting for you. Well, thank you yeah. so much. We'll post all those links. So here's your final hard hitting question. Top, yeah. top sci-fi book or movie or both book and movie. What's, what's at the top of your list? I'm a huge sci-fi fan. So I have to ask. Yeah. Top sci-fi book uh, is going to sound cliched, but I, I grew up loving like loving the book and it really excited me when the movie finally came like came around it's dune ah yes dune. and the it's most recent right. movies is extraordinary it by the blew way. me away and i i just love what denny villeneuve did and i remember seeing blade runner 2049 i remember seeing the original blade runner when i was really young and i was just 
blown away by the the world and what they they envisioned what you know the future would be like uh so best sci-fi movie i you know it's like asking me to like pick uh my favorite child i don't know which one i Who, I'd, who's I'd, your I'd favorite child today some, like what's your favorite movie I, right now i don't now? have one i i don't have one but like that's just an analogy i don't yeah. have any <laughs> which helps as a parent but, your favorite child rotates every single day so just so yes, just so you know <laughs> yes yes it does yeah but uh, i'd say in terms of, in terms of sci-fi i've always loved star trek yes. uh, you know and is i i i just love, and especially the, the next generation yes that's just that's just like you know i think that's like set the standard for where i'd like to see humanity go I love you know it. not something that's like as uh, dystopic as what star wars you know shows you as because that's that is what i believe to be uh, science fantasy yeah and star trek is more science fiction so and i a lot, I have a lot to of say the technologies I'm... in that yeah, I have to say I'm huge Star Trek fan, and I don't awesome. meet many. Um, I'm in. I just discovered the the Star Trek Discovery series, which I didn't. I didn't. Oh. I haven't watched at all, and it is extraordinary. It's so beautiful and well done. So, yeah. anyone out there wanting to get more into Star Trek, there's tons more that Paramount has been making beyond the. There's the so much, time. and and watch Picard. Picard oh, was amazing. It was so, that's what it was so nice to see him back again. Oh, that's such a throwback. All right. Well, look, yeah. we could totally talk to do another hour on Star Trek, I'm sure. Yeah. But Arjun, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we love your support. We love for you to be able to share this with the creatives, the leaders, anyone. Uh, we'll see you next time on Create Tech. To stay up to date on all our future episodes, access show notes, as well as see our past great interviews, head over to our site, designpickle.com slash create tech. That's slash C-R-E-A-T-E-C-H. We'll see you next time. Take care.